Critics say the Perfect Pair podcast is a marriage and relationship fixer. Okay. You messed up, you messed up. And I finally had to just say, you know what, I messed up. Maybe right. I left it alone. And then we good. But are we good? Because you still bringing the crap up. <laughs> right. So we obviously ain't good. We good. You having a Will Smith moment. <laughs> Wait, no. The reason why I'm saying. Well, I need to slap the hell out of you. I right wish there. you would. See us two fighting on this podcast today. <laughs> what? <laughs> you lost your damn mind. Download, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts and watch on YouTube. Hello, 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 my incredible podcast family. How are you doing today? Come on, let's just do a temperature check. Let's do a temperature check today as we're starting out, as we're starting in the first week of March, um, as we're choosing to let stuff go, as we're choosing to not concentrate on all the bad that's happened in our life, but instead we're choosing to focus on the good. There's always something good, y'all. There's always, always, always something good. The mere fact that you're still here, the mere fact that you still have a pulse, which means you still have a plan. And so today, I want to talk to us today about Man, controlling our emotions, you know, not making permanent decisions on temporary emotions. You know, you ever had those days where you wake up and you're like, I'm going to go resign. I can't stand my life. I can't stand my job. And the reality of it is, is that you're just in a bad place that day or that month. And so we make these permanent decisions based on a moment, based on a a day, a week. You know, we will throw a whole week away off of one thing going wrong in our life. And so I want to talk about that. How do we release it? How do we release anger? How do we stay in control of our emotions, right? How do we do that? And if we don't talk about it and we don't acknowledge it, we can't heal from it. You know, I always tell As my sons were growing up, I would always tell my sons, God can't heal what you don't, what you pretend isn't there. And so let's get into it today. For everybody that's new to my podcast, welcome. I am Real Talk Kim all over every social media platform, every single one of them, Real Talk Kim. And I have a great YouTube channel full of Man, great preaching, great uh, videos. Morning, all my morning prayer calls are on there. Like this morning, we got into it. You know, this this Tuesday morning, we got into. You know, I was really talking about can your character keep up with what you're praying for? You know, maybe I just have learned a lot of times we're waiting on God, and God is waiting on us to catch up. That's a whole sermon right there. How many times in life are we praying for something that we can't even handle? Like if God gave it to us right now, we would mess it up because we are not ready for what we're praying for. That right there is an ouch moment, isn't it? Like when I think about all the times in my life that I just wasn't ready, you know? I I mean, I spent so many years of my life mad because my brother— you know, was getting, I thought he was getting everything handed to him from my dad. 
But in reality, he was ready for it and I wasn't. I was over here, you know, I, I couldn't have handled pastoring at 36, you know, or 24 or it, I, I was ready to pastor at 45, right? I wouldn't have been able to handle it. My, mo- my, 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 my character would have messed it up because pastoring ain't for wimps, okay? So now that I'm pastoring, I realized that there were so many things I had to go through in order to prepare me to be able to keep up with the, with the obligation, with the, man, the call, with the, with the assignment. And so maybe today you can just step out of your place that you're at, the anger you're at, the, the, the season you're in where you feel like God's forgotten about you. And so let's talk about how do we release anger? I really want to talk about that today. You know, we've all had those weak moments in our lives, you know, times when our anger got the better of us, right? When we reacted in ways we later regretted or found embarrassing. You know, maybe it was when someone wronged us or maybe it was when a situation didn't go our way. And basically what ends up happening is exhaustion and overstimulation prevented us from acting rationally. We've all been there. We've all done it. Whatever the reason, we felt the fire in our bellies, our tight jaws. You know what I'm talking about? Let me paint this picture. A clenched fist, our hearts racing, our focus became solely on what angered us. Ain't it crazy when you step back and you Look, I'm the queen of this. Stepping back and being like, after I'm finally over something, I'm like, I cannot believe I reacted like that. I cannot believe that I prolonged a season because I would not succumb. I was not going to let that person get the best of me. So I fought because I wanted to have, I wanted to be right. And then I look back and I'm thinking, you wasted six months mad at that person for what? They were irrelevant, right? But the enemy, the, the, the devil's biggest job is to keep you sidetracked, distract you. And so he's going to do it in the area that you get distracted the most in. And most of the time it's in our feelings. It is. You know, anger is a common emotion, and it can be healthy when it's handled correctly. But but most of the time, sometimes it can also feel so hard to keep it under control. You know, learning how to release anger appropriately can help you stabilize your moods. You know, having healthy relationships and improving. It actually, when you learn how to stabilize your moods, you have healthy relationships. You improve your health. Y'all, holding on to anger literally makes you sick. We're going to talk about that today. You know, according to, let me give you some statistics that I went and looked up. According to Mayo Clinic, anger is a natural response to perceived threats. It's a survival instinct that activates the body's fight or flight reaction. 
basically what happens is our muscles tighten and the face and hands begin to flush. Often anger inspires powerful and sometimes aggressive feelings and actions to defend ourselves when we feel attacked, right? Anger can be triggered by both internal and external factors. External triggers are a result of outside influences, such as a coworker spreading rumors about you, or a person cutting you off in traffic, or a old friend joining the rest of them that's coming against you and lying on you, and how dare they believe them. And now, what? Now you're getting angry. And, and, and basically what happens, y'all, is internal triggers involve brooding about a personal issue or obsessing on negative experiences from the past. So it triggers you, right? Learned behaviors, inherited tendencies, Maybe you are reacting like your daddy reacted. Maybe your daddy had a temper. Now you have a temper, right? That's all you saw. All you saw was your mom and dad fighting. So now you pick fights with your spouse. All you ever heard was your mama disrespecting your dad, right? And so basically what's ended up happening is you've become what you saw growing up, right? Brain chemistry may also play a role in the severity of anger. And being easily angered can mean you have a low tolerance for frustration. Yeah, y'all. I'm serious. You may feel like you shouldn't be subjected to frustration or annoyances or any inconvenience. And this can cause you to have a much harder time taking anger triggers in stride. But here's the good news, y'all, is that you can absolutely learn how to control your anger. I've done it. I am proof. My sons both wrestled with anger, and now they both know how to handle it. They both know how to control it. Y'all, research shows That therapy is able to help 75% of people that struggle with anger management problems. Yeah, therapy, uh, getting in a mentorship program, you know, getting like, like I promise y'all, if you hang out with me, I will get you free. I'm serious because I'll let you know how stupid it is to let stupid people and stupid situations and people that are irrelevant control your life. You hear me? I've got people in my world that can talk me off the ledge. I will be making the biggest ordeal about somebody that's threatening me or somebody that's lying about me. I'll pick up the phone and I will call people that I respect their voice in my life. And that person will immediately be like, are you kidding me right now? This person is a nobody. And if I wouldn't have called my person that I listened to, you know, that's, that's, that it's an honest voice that I trust in my life, I would have allowed that idiot that made me, you know, that threatened me or lied on me. And, and here I am trying to, I'm giving this person so much attention of my time, which is exactly what they want. Y'all, let me break this down for you. Every single time 
you give up a, a hater or you give an ex or you give, because here's the deal. The, the, you, you don't really get really angry, you know, at someone that you really love. Like you, y'all, y'all gonna have spats and y'all gonna, y'all gonna fight, but y'all, you're already, when you go into the fight, you're going into the fight knowing we're gonna get through this, right? So you're not ready to go get a knife out of the out of the kitchen and you know, ah, 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 you know, cause it's not like that. You're fighting because that person you love hurt you, but your 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 fight is with the with the thought, oh, we're gonna get through this. We're gonna fight this thing out, but we're gonna get through this. But when somebody that's coming at you that isn't for you, but yet they're fighting you, what you're basically doing is you're doing exactly what the enemy wants you to do every time you give them an app. An ounce of your thought or an ounce of your fight, or you even acknowledge them, even if you're acknowledging them to respond in a stupid text, right? The worst thing you can do to somebody that is jealous of you or, or somebody that is mean, somebody that is just out for blood is ignore them. Ignore them. Just move on with your life. That gets them more than anything because a narcissist, a hater, a messy person, they can't stand to be ignored. And so what the enemy does is the enemy makes you get sidetracked by somebody that can't even, they don't even pay your bills, right? You're you're letting that ex that wasn't even worth being in your life. Yeah, he might've left you for somebody else. She might've left you for somebody else. But the reality of it is, is God got them out of your life because they weren't worth being in your presence. And so if you start looking at things like that, like I'm only being fought by these people because they can't go where I'm going, right? So, so flip the, the, the dialogue that you're giving yourself. You know, why are some people more angry than others? Maybe you're one of those, all right? It could be a number of things. You know, why, why are some people just, like, I, like right now when I said that, why are some people more angry than others? A literal face popped up in my mind of somebody that had it ha- has everything going for them, but yet they're angry at everything. They are angry. They pop off at everything. It could be a number of things. You know, it could be genetic. It could be psychological factors which tend to play a huge role, even at an early age. You know, some children are noted for being more irritable and easily angered and learned social and cultural behaviors may also affect someone's ability to handle anger. If someone is taught expressing anger is bad or rude, they may suppress their anger and then all of a sudden lash out when they can't handle their emotions any longer, right? You never know how someone is raised. You never know. And, and really, finally, family background, you know, can play a role. People who grow up in families that are chaotic or disruptive or not skilled in expressing emotions often have a harder time managing anger. My sons, y'all, me and my ex, we fought ratchetly. We fought aggressively. You know, it was nothing to yell and scream like dummies. I'm serious. And so my kids saw that, you know, I was broken. He was broken. 
And so my kids' behavior, especially my Morgan, was aggressive. You know, I mean, he would after after uh, we fought, after me and my ex walked through a divorce, like it was nothing for Morgan to put his hand in the wall. Like he couldn't hold his anger until finally, I, after I got healed, I began talking to Morgan. Like Morgan, you can't be doing that. Like. You are in control of your feelings. When I finally learned how to control myself, I literally helped my sons reprogram their way of doing things, right? So the behavior that they had learned, we unbecame, we unlearned those behaviors. And now my sons know how to handle their actions because their mama knows how, right? A lot of times it's the kids... They don't do what you tell them to do. They watch what you do, right? Not only do people deal with anger for different reasons, but they also deal with it different ways. You know, let's go back to the Mayo Clinic. It talks about three typical categories in which people deal with anger. You know, one is expression. This is how they conveyed the message of being angry. Expressing anger could range from reasonable, rational, a lashing out and violent outburst, um, or it could be suppression by holding your anger, and then all of a sudden just letting somebody have it because you know you've you've suppressed it for so long, or it could be calming down by controlling your outward behavior and managing your internal response. You could allow the intense emotions to subside. Maybe that person has to, you know, make that. I literally just get quiet. When I'm walking through something, everybody on my team knows I just get quiet because I'm dealing with it because I used to be the queen of making permanent decisions on temporary emotions. I won't do it. I will not do it. I will go. My, even, my, even my staff knows just give, give Pastor Kim 48 hours, give her 24 hours, right? Um, because I need to think about it because I don't ever want to make permanent decisions on temporary emotions. Here's the danger, of suppressing your anger, suppressing your angry thoughts, you know, suppressing your angry feelings. Here's the danger. It increases the chance of heart disease. Increasing, it increases the danger. It increases the chances of heart, heart disease. This is what the Mayo Clinic has, 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 has learned through statistics. Those who hold anger, those who suppress, those who, yeah, they're more prone to anger outburst and they have twice the risk. You have twice the risk of developing coronary disease compared to calmer people. Yeah, if, if you are more prone to being angry, some changes in how you deal with your emotions can help your heart. Can you believe that? Like, honest to God, I have learned how to breathe, be quiet. Like, I used to just pop off. I don't do that no more. I stop. I, I literally, whatever I'm thinking about that's making my heart palpitate or making me have anxiety, whatever it is, I will immediately stop thinking about that thing and I will turn and shift it to something else. I won't even think about that thought. I'll redirect my thought and I will come back to it later. Also, people that suppress their anger and have angry thoughts, has a, you have a greater risk of strokes. Can you believe that? 
There's a study out there in, with the Mayo Clinic that says angry people had a three times higher risk of having a stroke a- after an angry outburst. Y'all, it ain't even worth it. It weakens your immune system. Stress hormones released when a person is angry can weaken your immune system. It also increases anxiety and depression. Suppressing anger, holding on to anger, being bitter, all of that, all of that, it makes you depressed. Yeah, suppressing anger, not resolving issues can cause a person to fixate on specific triggers. And this leads to higher incidence of depression, especially in men. And a hostility of having internalized, unexpressed anger is a major contributor to more intense generalized anxiety and disorder. You got to let it out. You got to, y'all, I talk it out. This is why you got to have a journal. Let these emotions out. Open your journal and get the emotions out. Learning to control anger, angry thoughts, or angry feelings, y'all, it helps. Get outside, get physical activity, get in a boxing uh, class, go running, go jogging. Dance, turn your music up, right? Bike, do some push-ups. Yeah, do some kickboxing. Physical activities are great, but you can choose any activity. Just get it out, man. It helps you get your attention off of it. Something else to help with anger, because anger's natural, y'all. Deep breathe. Stop and breathe, right? Focus your breathing, um, be intentional about relaxing, right? Write it out. Get you a journal, write it out. Sometimes writing thoughts and emotions on paper helps get them out of your head and puts them into perspective, right? Consider journaling. Get into uh, uh, writing a letter or email to someone who wronged you that you may or may not send. You know, writing helps organize our thoughts. I'm the queen of this. Writing it out, write it and let it go. Learn to let go of the situation. Learn to let go of the feeling, the memory, or a person, even family members, y'all. Sometimes it's simply best to walk away from your source of anger. It could be permanent or it could be temporary, but either way, it can be helpful to take a break from the triggers consistently causing you anger. I am the queen of blocking people. The queen of taking a break from people. My my peace is priceless, man. I lived so many years of my life not having peace. I ain't giving it up for nobody, right? Change, y'all listen, change is not easy, but it's necessary. It's necessary. If your situation is causing you significant anger, take a doggone break, okay? If something or someone in the past keeps triggering anger, angry thoughts and memories, consider using a symbolic ceremony to help let the anger go, right? One way to do this, y'all, is by getting a rock that can fit in your hand. Listen to me. This works. And and, and listen, I, I, I'll, I'll go to like, there's a, a, a lake uh, around here, and I will go out there, and I will literally take that rock, and I will throw it in that bottle uh, in that water, right? And I'll take deep breaths, and I will hold that that rock tight, 
and then I'll let it go. And I'll imagine all the anger and resentment being transferred to that rock and thrown into that water. And I am intentional about letting it go. I'm not carrying it into my future. Nobody is worth it. Nobody is worth my health. Nobody is worth me being angry at. Nobody. You're not worth it. Right? I take a deep breath, man, and I'll just release that rock. And I'll watch that rock disappear in the water. And I'll watch my anger disappear in the water. Right? That that rock ceremony isn't solving my problems. It's not. But it's a first step to changing the way that I think about that situation, right? Maybe you're struggling with anger over a bad breakup, right? Each time you start to fixate on how that person wronged you, instead of thinking more about it, picture that balloon containing your anger disappearing, right? See a balloon and see it disappearing into the sky or physically get a balloon, Yo, I'm not kidding. I'm the queen of this stuff. I'm not, I'm so serious. I will get me a balloon. I will go all the way to Party City and I will get me some balloons. This is serious. I'm serious about this. I refuse. I lived so many years of my life letting dummies, a stupid season of my life, steal my life. I'm not doing it anymore. I will go to Party City. I will get me some balloons. And I promise you, I will make a commitment to move and change my thinking. I will allow, I will look at that balloon and I will see everything that person did to me that hurt my feelings. And when I release that balloon, I physically, mentally, and intentionally release. I release that person with that balloon. Y'all, it works. I'm serious, y'all. You find release with these strategies, Do whatever you got to do, but get over it. Get over it already. Get up and take your life back. Another thing is change the way you form your thoughts, right? Change the way you form your thoughts. When you are angry, it's easy to fall into a black and white thinking. I'm the queen of this. And perceiving things are much worse than they really are. So, I, you know, concogative restructuring can help you replace negative thoughts, right? Here, here's some of the ways. Avoid words. This is what I have to do. Yeah, I'm giving you all my tips. Avoid words like always. Avoid words like never. You know, when thinking or talking about the person or situation making you angry, these absolute words justify your anger and they alienate others trying to help you find a solution, right? Stop it. Understand anger has a way of quickly making thoughts irrational by taking a few of the breaths of above or releasing the balloon or going to a lake and, you know, watching that rock fall in the water, right? Replace the irrational with more logical, constructive thoughts. I used to be the queen of, man, beat myself up, man. Like, what did I, what did I do? Uh, what, what, what did I say wrong? What, what could I have done differently? Nothing, right? You can't go back and fix nothing in your past. The only thing you can do is start changing your behavior so that you don't repeat cycles. It ain't worth it, y'all. 
And here's the, here's the thing that I do too. I developed me a support system, right? Develop you a support network. Friends, family, therapists, workout buddies, parents, a tribe, a mentorship program, right? A, a, a connect group. I, I pastor Limitless Church. I have a whole I church that you can connect to. You need to be a part of something, period. You can't do it by yourself. You cannot do it by yourself. You got to have a tribe. And I have a whole connect. I mean, we got 460 people connected to Limitless Church online. People in Alaska, people in Canada that meet on Zooms and they're accountable to each other, right? If you struggle with anger, finding an appropriate support network could be the difference between lashing out at the world and constructively releasing the anger. Turn to a family member. Turn to a close friend. Turn to a partner that has, emp- that has empathy towards you. Rational approach to help when you're venting. So while you're trying to jump off a bridge, they're saying, no, 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 no. We're not going to go here today. You done, you done talked about this forever, right? That person that's like, no, we ain't going here today. Mm-mm. You've been talking about this person forever. It's time for you to move on from that ex. He ain't even worth it, right? That, that, he's not even worth it. Today, you, you ain't going to talk about it, all right? So here's the key, y'all, as we're finishing this up. To let go of the hurt, to let go of the anger, to let go of the anxiety, to let go of the bitterness, to let go of the hate, you got to make a decision to let go. You write this down in your journal, y'all. You got to make a decision to let it go. Things don't disappear on their own. They just don't. You need to make a commitment to let it go. If you don't make this conscious choice up front, you could end up sabotaging, self-sabotaging any effort to move past that hurt. You got to make a conscious decision to let it go. This also means, y'all, accepting you have a choice to let it go. You have a choice to stop reliving the past pain. You have a choice to stop going over the details of the story in your head every time you think of the other person. Yeah. Y'all, this is so empowering. This is so empowering to everybody, knowing that you have a choice to either hold on to the pain or to live a future without the pain. It is your choice. And yeah, I can hear somebody right now saying, oh, it's easier said than done. No, it can be done because it's your choice, right? Number two, you got to express your pain. Yeah, not only do you have to let it go, but you got to express your pain and your responsibility. You know, you got to express the hurt. Made, how did that hurt make you feel? Whether it was directly to the other person or how, express the pain the hurt made you feel, y'all whether it's directly to the other person or through just getting it out of your system, like venting to that ride or die or writing it down in that journal or writing that letter that you never send to that other person. You just got to get it out of your system at once, at once. 
Doing so will help you understand what specifically you're hurt about. How many times are we mad and don't even know what we're mad at? We're hurt and we don't even know why. We're walking around mad at people that don't even know they hurt us because we've just allowed the infection of the inner brokenness of us just seep all throughout our lives. We don't live in a world of black and whites. Even when someone, like even when, like, like even when sometimes it feels like we do, while you may not have had the same amount of responsibility for the hurt you experience, there may have been a small part of the hurt that you are also partially responsible for. What could have you done differently? Dog, I'm in a season right now where I'm, I'm listen, I ain't pointing no fingers. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm separating myself from people just for my well-being, but I'm also learning what I did wrong so I don't repeat the cycle. I'm also getting in touch with the areas on the inside of me that attracted this person or these kind of people in my life, right? Because whatever it was, that toxic behavior in me, yeah, it attracted the toxic behavior in them. So I want to get that free because I don't want to walk the rest of my life being broken, right? The pain may not be your fault, but the healing is your responsibility, right? Are you an active participant in your own life? Are you? Are you simply a hopeless victim? Are you active participant in your own life? Or are you simply a hopeless victim? Will you let your pain become your identity? No, you can't. Or are you someone deeper and more complex than that? Are you somebody that's like, you know what? It's going to hurt my pride to let this go, but I'm going to do it. You know, you got to stop being a victim and blaming others. You know, being a victim feels good. It does. It feels good. It's like being on the winning team of you against the world. But guess what? The world doesn't care. It really doesn't. So you need to get over yourself. You need to get over it. You are special. Your feelings do matter, but don't confuse your feelings matter to your feelings should override all else and nothing else matters, okay? Your feelings are just one part of the large thing we call life, which is all interwoven and complex and messy. In every single moment of this year, of this day, of this month, of this season in your life, you have a choice to continue to feel bad about another person's actions or to start feeling good. Yeah, (laughs) it's your choice. You need to take responsibility for your own happiness and stop putting such power into the hands of another person. Why would you let the person who hurt you in the past have such power over you? Right here, right now, in 2021. Why are you still letting your dad that molested you at a kid at a young age steal your blessings of this future? Why are you gonna let that ex or that 
ex-person friend that hurt you have power over you today. They're not even in your life anymore. There's somebody else's headache. No amount of brewing over these feelings fixed on a relationship problem. It is not going to fix it. It's just not. It's not going to fix it over just cycling through these emotions. Oh, no. You got to let it go. The pain may not be your fault, but the healing is your responsibility. Stop bleeding on people that didn't cut you and get your life back. Stop engaging in so much thought and devote and devotion to bad energy, to the people that hurt you. Stop it. Focus on the present. Focus on the here and now. Focus on the joy. It's time to let it go. It's time to let that sister go. It's time to let that relative go. It's time to let that ex go. It's time to let that child go. It's time. It's time to let it go. It's time to let that boss go. It's time to let the little Johnny that bullied you on the playground at four go. It's time to let it go. When you focus on the here and now, you have less time to think about the past. When the past memories creep in to your consciousness, uh huh, because they are bound to, they're going to, you have to acknowledge them for a moment and then you got to let it go. You got to let it go. You got to let it go, man. You can't let things crowd your brain. You can't let those hurt feelings crowd your brain. Uh, you can't let that fear paralyze you. You can't. You got to take risk and move forward. You got to forgive them and you got to forgive yourself. Yeah. We may not have to forget another person's bad behaviors, but we, we got we to forgive. Sometimes we get stuck in our pain and our stubbornness and it causes us to be very angry. We can't even imagine forgiveness. But forgiveness isn't saying I agree with what you did. Instead, it's saying I don't agree with what you did, but I forgive you anyway. Forgiveness isn't a sign of weakness. Nope. Instead, it's a, it is simply saying I'm a good person. You're a good person. You did something that hurt me, but I want to I want to move forward. You didn't you didn't you weren't created, you weren't born this mean person. So that hurt you caused me was because you're hurt. So I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to let it go. And if I need to, I'll put you in the balcony. But I'm not I'm not brewing over you. I'm not getting sick in my body for you. Uh-uh. See, forgiveness saves you from walking in anger. Forgiveness is a way of tangibly letting something go. It's also a way of empathizing. It's also a, a, a way of, y'all, forgiveness is not an, a feeling. It is a choice. It's a choice. So today, do everybody and yourself a big favor. Let go of the pain. Let go of the anger. Stop, drop, and pray. Do something different today. Welcome happiness back into your life. All right? Welcome happiness back into your life. I think that's what I'm going to name this. Welcome happiness back into your life because it's a choice. All right, man, I love y'all so much. I hope this blessed you today. Hey, share this with somebody. Stay connected to me. Go to realtalkkim.com. Stay a part of my world. Get in my mentorship program. I'll help you let go. If you feel too deep-rooted, and you can't let go and you don't even know how to let go, 
Get a part of my world. I'll help you let go. All right. I love y'all so much. I believe in you. I'm praying for you. I celebrate you. Get in my mentorship program, innercircle.realtalkkim.com. Also, if you're in Atlanta, come to my service. I pastor, I preach every Sunday, 10 and 1130, right there at Limitless Church across from Whitewater High School, 1653, Highway 85 South, Fayetteville, Georgia, 30215. And I'm going to tell you something else. Get my Shut Hell Up e-course. Get you some girlfriends, right? Do it by yourself. There's seven sessions on my Shut Hell Up e-course that I walk you through 30-minute sessions of how to tell hell to shut up in your life. Invest in yourself this year. Get yourself free and delivered because your future is waiting on you and it's bright. I love y'all. Real Talk Kim over and out.